I like went out with an ex of mine and like had drinks. And I remember sitting there being like, what am I doing? What is the point of this? Yes, we've all been that moment. We're like, what am I doing? Right. Like, Like, I know what I'm doing is bad. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Girls Gotta Eat. Episode two from LA. I'm going to start counting again. <laughs> I forgot. Why did we stop counting? Ten episodes in? I don't, yeah. So episode number two in LA. Yes. We're so excited. I am, I guess I'm above the line. I thought I was going to be below the line because I had to walk out of yoga class today. I thought you were going to be below the line today too. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Okay, and this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp Therapy Online. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash GGE. So you know if you listen to the show that we are such fans of therapy and anything that can really improve your mental health and get you to a better place where you are loving and enjoying your life more and spending the time the way you want to. A lot of people spend their lives wishing they had more time, but the question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. So therapy can really help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. It's so helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries, empowering you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma, et cetera. It helps you with your relationships, whether romantic, friendships, family, all the things. So we really cannot recommend it enough. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and then switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So again, check out BetterHelp, see if it works for you, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash GGE today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash GGE. Be honest, is this the furthest you've ever seen me read something away from myself? It's at like a 35 font. (laughs) It's at like your parents' text size on their phone. It really is so big. Um, What's it like to like be blind and know you can... Make a- it better. Afford. I have glasses. I care. Optometry. <laughs> I have astigmatism. <laughs> and just not do it. Um, what is that? What is it like to just raw dog life like that? So I don't know. Like when I look at the, a television screen, it looks blurry to me a little bit, but I don't realize that's blurry until I put my glasses on and then I'm like, oh, that's what it could look like. And you don't want to live at like a 10. You're like, I'm fine if everything's just blurry. Um, Why you date ugly dudes? <laughs> I don't date anybody ugly. You everybody that fucked this year and previously is decently good looking. You're dated. talking about that one I guy. But how do you know? You can't see them clearly. I'm up close and personal with that. We, people with contact lenses, need to tell you that you're fucking ugly too. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I just, I don't know how you do it because I went so many years like that. It just like, I don't want to deal with it. You know, like when I was so much younger, you're in college. You're like, I don't want to fucking deal with this. Do I have an eye doctor? You got to call your mom. You know, you got to go home, see your like family doctor. Then you're like, I'm not a kid anymore. Do I have to see an adult doctor? You know, and so I just didn't deal with it for so long. And then the second I got glasses, contacts, I was like, this is, I can't, you can't go back. I don't know how you do it. I don't know. Every time I do watch something with glasses on, I am like, this is better. That's why you can't drive. (laughs) I can't drive a car. Can't drive at night. 
can't, I can't drive at night. That is, no, that is definitely, under any under any circumstance. I don't even like driving at night anymore. It's the oldest thing. It's like you get old, you just stop driving at night. I, oh, I had to drive home the other night after this, we left the studio and I was like legitimately scared. I was like, am I going to ruin the company? Yeah. All right. So what has been going on in our lives since we recorded a couple days oh, ago? I had to leave a yoga class today. I'm so sorry. It was you. too hot. I have been doing hot yoga for 10 years. Like I understand it. Mm-hmm. And I've done like the slow Bikram yoga, which is so hot, which is fine because you're moving really slowly. It's very slow movements. It's like too hot to do a fast flow. A vinyasa flow class should not be at like a thousand degrees. I walked in there, I took my breath away. Mm-hmm. My water bottle was hot to the touch. The instructor leaned back against like the brick wall to kind of tell us how the class was going to go and goes, oh, ouch. He was like, the wall's really hot. I'm like, this is crazy. You guys are crazy. I get it. It's hot yoga. I know what I'm signing up for, but it was like unnecessary and felt like unsafe. This is something I'm so not part of the culture about. Like, it's like pets and yoga. Like you could tell me it was 150 degrees in there or 80 and I'd be like, that sounds right. Like, until you tell me that you can't touch the water bottle and the instructor burned herself on the brick, <laughs> I don't really understand what you're talking about. But yeah, that sounds like it shouldn't happen. And I— You would explain I, the dogs don't eat three times three, three full meals Oh, yeah, I just told Raina the dogs don't eat lunch. Most dogs, they <laughs> <laughs> Raina was like, does—she was like, what did you—why'd you ask that? I was asking you something about Azul, obviously. Um, like, yeah, he eats twice a day. They don't have, like—they th- don't have, like, like, lunch. Five small meals a day. Um, I don't know. If you do, that's—if your dog eats lunch, that's fine. <laughs> I don't know any dogs that have lunch. But— it's just, I say this to say, I hate to wa- walk out of a workout class. It feels rude. It's like, you don't want someone walking out of your stand-up or something that you're teaching. It's it's fucking rude. So uh-huh. I wouldn't do it unless it was an extreme situation. But I got out of there quick. I was like, I'm miserable. I'm uncomfortable. This is entirely too hot. And I'm angry. You guys know Ashley will just leave any situation she doesn't like. And I sit there and I have an internal discussion about it until I faint. Right. Ashley's like, I'm not sad. Ashley walks across the beach and turns people's music off. I will just <laughs> sit there and be mad about it for an hour and talk about it to everyone, text my parents. I won't turn it off. And I'm sitting there thinking, I go to myself before I walked out. I was like, I bet the, like, they have some weirdo owner who's like all weird and like needs it to be so hot. And it's like, turn up to a thousand degrees. I don't care. <laughs> like I was in my head. I was like, I bet this is like, I just had a feeling of like someone has decided this to make it this hot because this is not normal. And sure enough, I mean, I left the class and like a, a, one of the other instructors who was taking the class and like was running the front desk, followed me into the locker room to make sure I was okay. Because that's actually the kind of thing I assume people do kind of leave sometimes. Yeah, I mean— Because it can't be safe all the people, time. We were 10 minutes in, and people were already having to lay down in child's pose. I was like, this doesn't even make sense. Don't do the—it's not—we can't do the class. Mm-hmm. This this shouldn't be, like, a extreme challenge. It's <laughs> yoga in West Hollywood. So <laughs> she follows me to the locker room, and I was, I was kind. I'm not, like, an asshole, but I was like, yeah— it's so hot. She's like, it is kind of hot today. I'm like, girl. I was like, kind of hot. This is don't say temperature control. It's every so day. hot for vinyasa flow. Like, I, this is crazy to me. And sure enough, she goes, the owner likes it really hot. I was like, I fucking knew it. So she is he here today? Ashley wants to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley wants to talk to the manager. And the other 
thing, another thing. I have two gift cards for this fucking yoga <laughs> studio because all you guys, went, which is very thoughtful and kind, everybody wanted to get me like LA themed gifts. Raina got me the best Christmas gift. You got me this really great Dodgers hat that's embroidered with my initials. And you got me a, a wax <laughs> gift certificate and you got me a gift card to the yoga studio. And Matt and Steph got me. I have $250 worth of classes at this yoga studio. I'm not going back. I went home. I, Raina, I can't go back there. Well, now I have to ask to talk to the manager. No, I have to email them. I wrote the, I sent the cutest like Christmas gift for her. I put them in these envelopes and I was like, when your pussy needs to be waxed and when you, when you feel like you want to move your body. And I like put each gift certificate into like a thing. Now cute. I have to call them. You're not going to call them. <laughs> you We'll have our assistant call them. What if you, call, can you call them? What if you call them and you're like, um, I got this for my friend and she said it's too hot and I need my money back. So I also wanted to say a funny thing about your gift. Raina got me these five beautiful frames and she, I think this is very cute and funny, but you were like, for when you miss your family. I'm like, Raina, I'm, I'm, I'm not a kid at camp. I said when you feel lonely. <laughs> when I feel lonely, I need to look at a picture of my family. So you got me these beautiful frames and they were all, the five of them, heavy. Really I was like, heavy. this bitch expects me to ship. I didn't think about it. And you were like, I'll ship them for you. I'm like, no, you won't. You left the next day. You didn't take them. You were like, I'll do it. Well, I'm like, what I'm, are you going to do with them? You said you are going to put them in your forever home and you weren't going to bring them. So I and was like, what I did. off the and hook. I, and then so you got me five and I brought three. I know, I'm very They're in the house. I'm so, I'm really glad. It, like, because the house is minimalist, ba bare. I love mm -hmm. it. It's very like modern and feels like, but it's it's nice that I have these frames. So anyway, I just wanted to hype your Christmas gift again, but Old tell you that yeah. you need to call the yoga studio and get your <laughs> I am going to call them. I just, I'm not like, don't try to light money on fire. Hi, my friend took your class today. She almost fainted. Are you going to fix this? Are you going to give me my money back? This is giving the same energy as the, um, they touched my clit. Do we ever talk? <laughs> the other place I got you a gift card for. <laughs> Did we ever talk about this in the podcast? I don't know. It was, it was, I doubled over on the street when you said this. Yeah, I go to this sugaring place and they have a few locations in New York and it's fine. I've been once here and it's fine. Again, I don't really want to name them by name because I've had some like not great experiences, but I went to one in New York. I went to the one studio in New York and I just felt like she was super invasive. Like I've, again, this is a thing of like, I know what I'm talking about. I've been getting sugared for again, like almost 10 years probably. And she was so in my vagina. She was so in my labia. She, her thumb was on my clit. I was like, this is insane. Like, I would like it. <laughs> yeah. you, know you were describing it low key. I was like, I feel like I would You're enjoy it a little bit. And I felt, it wasn't like I felt assaulted. I want to be very clear, but it was very invasive. I really didn't like it. You don't have to get in there and touch me that way to wax my pussy. I'm just, you oh, know, right. like, and I texted you as soon as I left. I was like, I really just had such a bad experience, yada, yada. I'm telling you. And I was like, I'm going to, I said, I'm going to email them. And you go, what'd you say? What is the subject line? It's going to be like, the girl touched my clit. Yeah, right. I was like, what are you going to email them? What's the subject line? She touched my clit. <laughs> So I never did, but then I did have to email them about something else. That was a terrible situation with photos. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> this girl, I was. This is like Ashley's friend or Raina's friend. Ashley will like handle something in the moment. She'll email you if she doesn't like what you d touched her clit. I will allow something to go on for so long at just sheer laziness. But. Again, like, I think that if you have somebody that's working for you that's doing that terrible of a job, you need, like, someone, I was, this woman, th the way that she sugared me was 
horrifying. Like, I'm not going to get into all the details, but one of the things was she covered me in powder. I, I powder. <laughs> when, I, when I took a picture of the bed, fine. When I took a picture of the, of the bed afterwards, there was a mountain of baby powder. It was, you see the picture? The picture was crazy. And when she had to change out her sugar like four times, it's, I, my pussy's not that hairy. And when she would go change it out, she would leave the sugar just on my pussy. <laughs> It was just in my pussy hair. And she'd be like, I got to change it out. I looked down. I was like, why is this ball of wax on my body? I've never had someone, the three times I got waxed, I've never had them have to change the sugar out they, four times. They usually have to change it once. Once. Change it once, like okay. every once in a while, twice, if I just haven't been in a while or whatever. But this was crazy. She changed out so many times. Her method was terrible. It was the worst. I've started to be like, am I getting pranked? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so I emailed them to let them know, like, I, she's probably not ready. She's pr- pr- probably a trainee or something. You know, maybe she's not ready for the floor. <laughs> I will spend days texting everybody I know. I will be a keyboard <laughs> warrior. That bad. I will tell everybody <laughs> on earth. I will be texting everybody photos. I'm talking shit. I'm leaving voice notes for people about it. I will never email the company and just get my money back. Oh, well, I also wasn't asking for my money back. I was basically like, this is in my vagina. You know, like, no, I never emailed about the clip. I'd let it go. <laughs> but this was like, it's hard to explain this was it. like, you, if someone comes in here for their first time and has this experience, they're not coming back. Like my email was very like business owner to business owner. Like you guys got to know what's going on in these rooms. You know, what's funny. It's like, you'll email the sugaring place, but I will make a breast reduction surgeon. Give me two breast reductions. Yeah, Randy, you speak up for yourself. <laughs> no, I'm saying I don't speak up for myself. I'm saying I like tucker myself out telling everybody alive. And then I'm like, I don't care about this anymore. <laughs> Until it's been days. I'm like, I don't even know if I can email. But I will get, I will force a very expensive breast reduction surgery to give me a second that's one. That's the end all be all. Yeah. You get that second breast reduction. <laughs> that equates to a million emails sent to a waxing salon. Yeah. And that was like a million waxes combined was that that cost was. So yeah, you know, I got my money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, what have you been doing? Farmer's market. <laughs> I went to a farmer's market today. Raina, I knew you did. I, it's like, I don't even need to watch your stories anymore. I just know what they're going to be. And then everybody now is talking about, you have an outdoor shower? Mm-hmm. But you're you're not in it. it. You just someone saw it in like the background of. Oh, I was in my backyard yesterday doing like. An have you been in story. it? No, it's been freezing. There's no way I could shower outside. It's been like I can't relate. I'll be out there in the winter. No, That's won't. when I want to be out. No, there. you won't. I make my dad start the outdoor shower up when I get home. Also, I've talked about this in the podcast a lot. I don't even like indoor showering. I don't like right. the shower at all. Not a th- shower enthusiast. Not a huge Hear shower me out. enthusiast. Outdoor bath. Would you? Yeah, I have a hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that. That is so embarrassing. I just said outdoor bath. No, it's no, it's a thing. Day. Yeah, I haven't used that either. And that's a hot thing. I'm trying to get this guy to come over and use it with me. We'll see. But I have platonic feelings for him, but I would use it with him. He was the one I said you can pull out of the recycling. I'm trying to. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to. He's having a sober January. Listen, I'm Oh my God. Listen, Thank you. I am sorry. Listen, I support anybody doing dry January, dry February, whole dry lifestyle. Do whatever you want. I'm just saying for those of us that would like to get drunk with a guy they used to date and make bad decisions, this is a bad month for us. And I am with you in solidarity, ladies. You let me right into this. I want to talk about dry January. Oh my God, really? So I went to dinner with this guy. It wasn't like a date. Well, you know, who's to say, but I... I've been asking you if it's a date. I need to know if it's a date. I feel like if he was like, this is a date, I'd be like, oh, okay. All right, let me reframe this. Did you touch your Try to think about it as a date. No. Okay. All right. That's how I always know. I don't think it it was just like a friend of someone I knew in New York and we just went to dinner. 
but I don't know. It's like it had all the what is trappings, it? trappings of a date. Of a date. But he's cute. So yeah, it's it's not like a. It's one of those things of like could go either way, mm-hmm. you know. Like yeah. it's not like a oh my god, gross. He's so friend zone to me, and it's not like a I like this guy. So we're just friends, and we yeah. had like a nice dinner. But yeah, we sat down, and he said he was doing dry January. I was like, Ugh. again, live your truth. I just I don't want to make any judgments about it. My life, my life. If I need to cut back on alcohol, I just kind of cut back. I moderate. I don't need to go cold turkey for a month. I don't really understand what it does. Well, it I think it's just to show you can do it. It doesn't do anything for me to like go cold turkey on something. I would rather just, and we'll say this a billion times, do whatever you want with your life. If you feel great, great. For me, I'd rather just adjust the habit long-term. Yeah. I would just rather, I'm also like in my mid-30s. Like I'm not just not getting fucked up all the time. hundred percent. But this is the same thing where I feel about when people do juice cleanses and shit. Uh-huh. It's like, this is crazy because it's actually not even good for you. You could just like do fruits and vegetables and lean meats and like whatever and not be starving. Mm-hmm. I also like, I've I've switched natural wine, which you know that we love, and it's a little more expensive per bottle, but I don't have the hangover, and I have two glasses of wine, I'm fine. So I just found this thing that I love, though, because if you guys are doing dry January or you don't drink or whatever it is, you're you're cutting back. I found date ideas that don't involve alcohol. And this was on Amanda White's Instagram, who was our guest of the first episode of 2022. Mm-hmm. And her and Instagram account is Therapy for Women, and we love her. And I just wanted to like go, out, go through a few of these. Yeah. I post this on her Instagram too. Go out for dessert. I love that. Oh, I a love dessert a dessert date. Bar. I love a dessert date. And I don't even like desserts that much. Somebody took me on a dessert date in, in Charleston, and I thought it was so fun. Yeah. I love was it. it like at a dessert bar? A dessert bar, yeah. Okay. Grab coffee, ice skating, bowling, comedy show, live music. I personally think comedy is great to see sober. No, I prefer like we sober. one night when I did a show at the stand, we were freaking out because something happened with their liquor license. And I was like, oh my God, what's gonna happen? It was like the best show Francis and I ever had. It was just like there's less distractions, whatever. You know me, I don't like to be like nodded out while I'm watching comedy. Yeah, like you want to stay alert. Also, I want to see what you laugh at. Yeah. And I judge you. And you can't be like the drunk person at the comedy show. Okay. Go to a concert, BYOB restaurant. What? Okay. Well, I, I gotta, it's a place where like it's not encouraged to drink. Oh, right. Okay, okay. Workout class, go for a hike. Not that yoga class, but uh, go for a hike, volunteer, farmers, <laughs> farmers, farmers market. market. Listen, I bought coffee from a guy in a Mercedes Sprinter band this morning at my farmer's market. He was hot as fuck. You're going to fuck someone at the farmer's market. It's giving Hallmark. Yes. Yes. This guy was tall. He was hot. I mean, you got to be tall to see through that window in the van. Oh, yeah. How do you, can you order from a food truck? Are you tall enough? They'll, they'll yell down at me. You know what I can't <laughs> do? I can't, I can't reach the um, credit card machine. Yeah. I have to fool, I've, I'm a full arm up trying oh to get there. And then it's like, do you want to leave a tip? And I don't know what button I hit. Like 30%. I'm 5'10", like Cindy Crawford. And I'm shouting up there. I think about you sometimes when I'm at a food truck. This I'm was like, what would Raina be doing? This was specifically high. I don't know why. But the, the window they cut out of the Mercedes Sprinter van, I was like yelling up at the guy. Like, you're hot. <laughs> Can I suck your dick? Okay. Um, <laughs> arcade, mini golf, axe throwing, ping pong, trivia night. I love a trivia night. Oh, Kate was saying that Soho House does this like so fun trivia night. We should go. We got to go. Great. Take a class, art, cooking, crafting, et cetera. Visit a museum, go to the movies, rock climbing, have a game night. Love. I love that too. Go out dancing. Uh, you might want a few drinks for that. Uh, have a picnic, take a walk, go to the beach. We can post this, but I just, these are, none of these are that hot of takes. But I just think it's nice. And now as this episode comes out, we're getting close to the end of January. But whenever, if you're also people that don't drink or drink in moderation. I think a cooking date is so fun. It's not a first date activity. I'm not one of those people that's like, do a cooking activity for a first date. That's awkward. I don't need to be with you for like a whole cooking class for a first date. But people always ask me, I went to the Institute of Culinary Education in New York and they have a million like two hour classes every night. Did you just like make pasta, make 
pie, whatever the fuck. I think those are like really fun to do together. Yeah. Uh, I, I also, I mean, we say this all the time. I like myself when I'm sober. So I'll go out to dinner and be sober. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for, for pulling that. Also, I am looking forward to having maybe a dry date in my outdoor bathtub. <laughs> Are we rebranding jacuzzis? <laughs> outdoor bathtubs? We're going to have a moment. I can feel it. Okay. We want to thank HelloFresh for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GGE free and use the code GGE free for a free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. So whether your goal is to save money, eat better, stress less around mealtime, or maybe you want to learn how to cook, HelloFresh is fantastic for that. There is so much variety. I love their lunches and dinners. I love their easy cleanup. They call them quick and easy meals. They have 15-minute recipes. Everything's broken out into really simple steps to follow. So they send all these pre-portioned ingredients. There's so much variety on the site. So I'm just like looking at what they have right now. Cheesy pork and fried pickle burgers. Ashley and I are obsessed with the burgers. Sizzling garlic herb butter steak. Oh my gosh. Crunchy curried chickpea bowls. So when I go through this, I think like there's so much stuff that's great for vegetarians or stuff that's great for kids. I love it for a girl's night or a date night. Whatever you're kind of looking for at your mealtime, I really recommend HelloFresh. And they just make it so simple. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GGE free and use the code GGE free for a free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash GGE free with code GGE free. Okay. Thank you to Helix for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. Go to helixsleep.com slash GGE. Take their two minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Use code HelixPartner20 and you'll get 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows. You guys know how obsessed we are with Helix. Both of us have multiple Helix mattresses. It's all we sleep on. I have made sure that my parents have one. My brother has one. My boyfriend has one. I just refuse to go anywhere and not sleep on a Helix mattress. That is how obsessed we are. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, which we love. We have the Lux Collection mattresses, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So for everyone in the family, and you're just going to take their quiz, which is really fun, and then they will give you your personalized mattress recommendation. It's going to be shipped straight to your door free of charge. You can try it out for 100 nights to make sure you love it, and then there's a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. We know everybody sleeps differently. You might sleep on your back, your side, roll around all night on your stomach, or you might want a soft, medium, or firm mattress. We are all so different. So that is why they offer really something for everyone. And so you're just going to order what works best for you, come straight to your door. You can sleep on it that night. You're going to love it. It will change your life. You'll get the best sleep of your life and you can thank us later. So Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash GGE and use code helixpartner20. This is their best offer with Helix Better Sleep Starts Now. So... I wanted to ask you this, circling back to this this dinner I went with this guy friend. So we were just kind of talking about ramen, eating ramen. I would never choose ramen on a date. surprised, yeah. I'm pretty good with the chopsticks. I'm not like the best, but I'm good. (laughs) And I can get in there and I know what I'm- you're not entering a competition. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But you know, like I feel like I'm pretty adept and I'm good with ramen situations. Sure. But we were just saying that it's not the sexiest thing to have, you know, and same with like pho. That's, that's fuck, 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 no, fuck that, um, fuck that, fuck that. Yeah. Um, but he, we, so we just got to talk about food and 
can't remember how exactly this played out, but he said something about like, we were saying, would you judge somebody based on how they eat in certain ways? And we're going to do a whole episode on this, you guys. So this is just a little bit of a teaser. But, you know, if someone like can't use chopsticks, for example, or whatever, but he said fists, a fork. Yeah. Well, that was, yeah, earlier on in the podcast. We'll talk about how I sabotaged the relationship with that guy today, actually, <laughs> uh, because of that. No, but he said when like <laughs> someone eats chicken wings, he was like, you can just tell a lot about a person. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> So here's my theory. He said you can tell a lot about a person, by the way, they eat chicken wings, that they just like leave so much of the chicken on there. Like uh-huh. they don't get in there. And what when about he, people that put the whole thing in their mouth? And well, the I, you're going to try to, you're going to walk this back because I said, what, what like how a girl sucks a dick. <laughs> and he did not see that coming. And I was like, I think there's a, might be a correlation between eating wings and sucking dick. And a girl that's going to put that whole wing in her mouth and pull it out. She's not a girl. No me. (laughs) She's going to suck the shit out of your dick. Yeah. And here's the thing, though. I feel like a girl that's like, I don't do wings is not good at sucking dick, but I guess you would debunk that. I would debunk that. But okay, here's, it's not wings. I don't like eating food that requires a lot of work. I won't go to Korean barbecue. I don't want to cook my own food. I hate cracking crabs. Peel on shrimp is my nightmare. I just don't like to do a lot of work. So it's too much work for me, but it's not that I don't like the flavor and the taste. It's just, it's just too much work. I don't want to do it. I'm down. I mean, I'm just part of my culture, like crab, picking crab. I know all the things I I just said, peeling shrimp. So, okay, but you don't really do chicken wings. You like, you won't do them. I don't like the bone in anything. I, I gristle, skin, fat, bone. I can smell it right now. There's I don't something want something about it. like, you just got to have some wings sometimes. So anyway, so I was like, <laughs> I feel like he, he was like, well, what's your, what's your, like, what are, what do you feel like you're like? I was like, I think that I'm a normal girl. Like I think right that up the middle. I'm not like, I got to have wings every day. <laughs> like, I got to suck a dick every time I get intimate with a guy. <laughs> I do. But see, now I don't know if my theory holds up, but I just think I'm normal. I love chicken wings. I'm good at eating them. I don't leave a bunch of meat on the bone, uh-huh. but I'm not putting it in my mouth and pulling it out because I'm not a porn star. I'm not like, I don't suck a dick like a porn but star. I, I think s- I give a good blowjob and I eat a wing like a normal person. I think somebody that is really dainty around a wing that leaves is, is probably going to be dainty around the bed. I, I, think, I think it does track. I don't even attempt it. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm not part to, of this culture. I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to like use this theory to explain you. You're a little bit of an outlier, I think. I'm an outlier. But then um, I'm just full of contradiction. <laughs> you know what would suck if you went out, literally, if you a guy went out with a girl and she puts that wing in, she sucks it out. There's no meat on the bone and she can't suck it out. Here's the thing. I think that somebody who can like suck that whole thing dry and like have beers is just like a cool laid back chick and she'll do some like naughty things in the bedroom. Like she'll do anal. She and gets- if she doesn't, she's catfishing. Yes. I feel like you can't be that girl can't be both. and then go home and be prissy around a dick. Mm-mm, absolutely not. <laughs> no, I think your mouth has cashed a check. <laughs> you got to go home and suck that dick dry. <laughs> if it's your inclination to stick that wing in, pull it out mm-hmm. meatless, but you're, and you're on a date, just know that they might be thinking or not. This could be I'll all pr- me. I'll I might've come up with this. So I don't know if anyone else thinks like this, but me. I just, I think it tracks the one way though. I think if somebody is going to suck everything off of a wing like that, they will suck your dick dry. I think those things exactly equate. Okay, good. Yeah. Oh, I feel so validated. And I think there's probably just people like me. I know how to eat a wing. I'm not embarrassing to be around. You know, there might be a little bit of chicken on it, but it's not going to be like a whole big chunk. She might email the owner after, but she will not be not fun to be around over there. 
And I think I've talked about this. My drunkest date ever was a wing date in college. Yeah. That guy brought me to wing night and I was like, <laughs> chugged my beer. He said, cheers, I chugged. <laughs> Can you show up drunk? What dates did I? Yeah, not I pregamed. Show up? I pregamed yeah. the date. Obviously. I had a full bottle of wine yeah. to myself before he picked me up. I was stumbling out the door. My friends were like, "Have fun." <laughs> the best was in college when I would drink in the shower because I thought the heat would make the alcohol like hit my body faster. I would be I super fucked up. Shower drink. Yeah. God, those were the best. Those were the best. Way past college, I was still doing that. <laughs> <laughs> like in Dewey. Like I just. I think we have a, there's a picture of us. I think it was in summer of 09 when we were in that house that the twin houses when Corey was in that front house of the houses that come together. And there's a picture of all three of us in the shower, like drinks, (laughs) three girls in a shower, like not a big one. Just all all really had to kind of hurry up. Female friendship is so elite. Okay, speaking of our friendship, this thing happened to me this week. I'm so glad you didn't see it. I was walking through a parking lot by myself. Raina, is this you tripped on the last episode? <laughs> I'm talking about this. <laughs> that lady, when that lady fell. <laughs> oh my God. I've been tripping a lot this week. You tripping, Raina. I'm like, tripping. I'm tripping. Raina's tripping. <laughs> okay, this is a new segment, though. Raina's weekly falls. That girl lied, okay? I don't believe that girl's story other than she described what I was wearing exactly. Um, <laughs> no, listen, if she made up that trip just for our, like, content, like, it's kind of iconic. She was like, how can I, I beat this? this story up? This is not the first fan that is, fan audience member, that has emailed me and said they saw me tripping. <laughs> Are you good? There's been one you other person who's like, careful. I don't like this. I know. You what ha- you, you, this you too much is riding on you. <laughs> I know. So I was thinking when I was driving home the other day, and I was like, I should go back. Remember um, when my mom tripped after my brother's <laughs> rehearsal dinner? She fell off that curb and then got mad. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she fell down. She fell off this curb. Like got <laughs> so mad that we tried to help her. <laughs> she really did not want it. She was so drunk. I was like, are they going to break up? Picked a fight with my dad. She sabotaged. <laughs> I know. So are they going to break up? Okay. Um, I tripped so hard the other day. It was like violent. I've never tripped like this so before. Oh but I am so glad you weren't there because you could have never been my friend again. Okay? <laughs> you were there with somebody else that works with us. I was so glad that the two of you weren't there to see this because I was looking for my car. I was in the wrong parking lot. I'm running around a solid 15 minutes like hitting my lock button trying to find the car. I don't I don't drive cars that often. I'm just not used to it. And the what are those called that I tripped over? What is that? It's just like the parking spot thing, like the c- curb. It's like, like a giant. It's it's like breaks up the parking spot. Yeah, it's you like, guys know yeah, I know. It's just big. What's the name for that? I don't know. It's big. Um, yeah, they're big. That's. I mean, that's not like a little thing to trip over. Like if you if you don't see that coming, you're gonna fall. I was like looking for the car and I just didn't look down. I tripped so hard over this thing. Ugh. I threw my bag. My cell phone went flying. Oh my both God. of my knees shredded open. My pants ripped on both knees. I was bleeding. I had like cuts on my on my um, elbows and my hands. I'm still like in a lot of pain. I'm like really sore. It was like violent. I like, was like, do I still have my teeth, my fake teeth? Like, are oh t- my God, that's my, it's literally my biggest fear is to fall on like my teeth to Yes. So I bust my mouth. Yes. And I was like by myself. And it's like, on the one hand, I was like so glad no one saw it. But then I didn't have me to like be like, you're okay. And you started, did you cry? I had like, I, my eyes lit up with tears. I, cried. I was like limping. I was like, I can't believe this. I can't find this fucking car. I'm in so much pain. You've been gone for like 20 minutes at this point. Like I was just like, she's home already. I can't <laughs> find this fucking truck. Narrator, we were not home. <laughs> 
We were in the Hollywood Hills driving around. <laughs> but I'm okay. It really was like something like violent like that hasn't happened to me in a while where I was like, something really bad could happen to me. Oh my God. Like I would have okay, gotten in the car and cried. Oh my God. Yeah, Raina. my knee's like pretty like bruised up. Your whole knee is a bruise. Yeah, it hurt really bad. Good. I was like really sad you weren't with me. No, this guy, there was like one guy, he didn't try to see if I was okay. Really? I was really shocked. I flew my bag so yeah. far. I'm down a pair of leggings. I only brought two. I'm okay, but that was like a really crazy thing. But I was like, thank God no one saw this. You never respect me again. I fell at Clemson my senior year and I, I do wish people were there to see it. It wasn't as bad as this as <laughs> terms of painful, but my backpack flew over my head. Like, that's funny. Like, <laughs> when your backpack flies. Like, the bag, when your bag goes flying, that's like a different level. But I remember, you know, skinning both knees. I think I ripped like my jeans a little bit. And my senior year, I did this group project with these three guys, these three fucking uh -huh. nerds. Okay. No. And for the first time in my life, I wasn't the leader of the group project and they thought I was dumb. And they I was like the dumb party girl because I was always like hungover and stuff like that. So even though I graduated with like a three nine, I was like a very smart college student, but they were like, we got it. Like these guys did all the work. It was like the first time in my life where I was like, this is fucking dope. <laughs> and they just were like- Remember that time I told you we went to work that day? It was like that. Yeah, it was <laughs> like that. It was like, they were like, we got it. So anyway, but I remember showing up to these three guys and I was like, I'm sorry, I just like fell and my pants were ripped. Like I was all banged up and uh -huh. I remember them being like, Ugh, and like didn't give a shit. Oh, really? Like they were just like nerds that were mad I was late to the group. Uh-huh. <laughs> they were already like, carrying like, you on their back. They were like, we don't care what yes. happens to our knees. Like, I was like, sorry, I was late. I fell. No one gave a shit. And I was it like, it's like fine. You fucking I nerd. I fell? <laughs> sounds like a lie. You're right. It sounds like a lie. I fell? Like this dumb sorority girl. I'm sure she's lying. You can't walk. Okay. Like I'm literally bleeding. <laughs> It's crazy you hate yourself like that. That is the worst, though. You want to cry not even from the physical pain. There's, like, embarrassment. There's, like, a weird thing where you feel sorry for yourself, and you just, uh -huh. like, you want to just, like, cry. I was shaking so hard. Yeah, I finally, I like, found my car in the other parking lot. I was, like, the sigh of relief to just, like, put my stuff down. I was carrying my computer. I still, like, walk around for the 10 minutes find this car. It was oh my God. really upsetting. I'm never going back to the valley. Never. <laughs> never, going back, never going back to the valley. <laughs> where are you, Cher? The valley. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a liar. <laughs> you guys, everything in LA is either clueless or the hills to me. And we drove by Coyote Studios today. <laughs> when you saw that, I like lost it. This is a deep cut. We need, we need to explain what we just said. People are like, what did they just say? In the hills, Audrina, season one, works the desk. She's always a receptionist mm -hmm. at Coyote That's Studios. That's where her fake job was. was <laughs> And we just drove by. I was like, Cody Studios. I feel like starstruck. About I know it. me too. I keep looking around um, for Justin Bobby because he looks as though he would live in Venice. You know, <laughs> he is Venice. Wait, he's um, he's he like Venice Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> he is Abbott Kinney. Justin Bobby is Abbott Kinney. No, Abbott Kinney is too nice for him. Justin Bobby is Venice Boulevard. Okay, that's okay. um, huh? Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you want to announce? <gasps> You guys, we have. we're so excited. So Valentine's Day is coming up. We have worked so hard on some really, really amazing new Vibes products. We are so excited to announce this for you. Get it. Have crazy wild sex with your partner for Valentine's Day. We have two new products. I'm going to announce the first one. We've worked so hard on this. It is an original product. We designed everything about it. So we are announcing the Annalise butt plug from Vibes Only. I am so excited. It is the most beautiful color. It's this burgundy. It has a rose gold button. It's really not big. It's small. I mean, I will talk about how we tested it, but if you're just getting into butt stuff and you want to like 
test out butt play. It's a great size for that. It's not some huge honking butt plug. Uh, yeah. it, it does vibrate. Of course, it works with the app. Your partner can use remote control with it. It is also, if you have a butt that is used to butt plugs, it's great for that it's too. for whoever, but it really can be your like starter piece. Yes. This is the most work I think we put into de- developing a product in terms of like the perfect size, like we got a first model. We're like, this is not it. Like we kept sending it back. Like we just kept really redesigning this until it was perfect and the color and it's beautiful. And it's, we just, you know, had to test it on ourselves and it's, it's really so great and it's so beautiful. And we just really want you guys to get into butt stuff with this if you're interested. And the name, Annalise, anal ease. (laughs) If you want to ease into anal with the Annalise. Yes. Um, We're so proud of this. So we have. I'm just, I'm so proud of like what we've created here. And it has like a little extender. So it goes in your butt, obviously, vibrates. And then the little extender like lays along like your taint a little bit. And you can flip it. So if you don't want it along, your taint doesn't have to be there. You can have sex with it in, of course. And it's just so fun. So the way we we started testing this in July, um, we were at JFL in Montreal and we had to like go to a show. But I like had, we had to start like prototyping this. So we got a couple butt plugs and I was like, let me just see how deep I can fit it in my own butthole. And so I had to put a butt plug in my own butthole just to see how deep I could take it. (laughs) Well, this is, I mean, again, with a partner or alone, like this is great if you're like, I want to see how this feels. Like I've never put anything in my butt. Again, if you're a butt stuff expert, you're like a old pro, this is fine for you too. But of course, lube is the number one thing and we love our lube and we are selling them together. It is the butt stuff bundle or as we like to call it, the grundle bundle. (laughs) So you can get the Grundle Bundle and you'll get the Annalise butt plug with the juiced up lube. And that's really how to just do it. I mean, you're just going to really juice this up. And I want to say, of course, it vibrates. It's a vibrating butt plug and it does pair with the app, but you don't have to have it vibrate to start. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's on, you can turn it on or off. Yeah. Um, I use it. <laughs> I use it in both holes, honestly. It's perfect for the front as well. If you don't have any other vibrators and you're like, I want to try this, I use it in the front sometimes. Add an anchor, do whatever you want. Yeah. Put it, put it wherever. Um, I was watching um, Andrew Santino's new comedy special called Cheeseburger on Netflix. You guys should check it out. It's really funny. But he was talking about how he likes to masturbate and touch his butthole at the same time. And if you guys want to masturbate and touch your butthole, this is like a great thing because you have like a little toy now to like touch your butthole with. Yeah. And there is some great stories in the app and the Vibes Only app to go with this. There's a con rad anal play story. Mm-hmm. So fire up one of the hottest characters in the app, Conrad. His voice is so sexy. He's a dom and he is introducing you to anal play and you use this with the Annalise. Oh my oh. God. Just blow your butt out. <laughs> If you guys aren't familiar with the app, it is full of all kinds of incredible erotic audio stories. Um, there's some stuff in there for free if you want to check it out. Yep. The remote is free. Um, so it's really special and wonderful. If you want to do some naughty stuff for Valentine's Day, check that out. That is available today um, at vibesonly.com. So you can get that. Cool. We have um, a couple other things we're going to announce on the way up to Valentine's Day. Um, so we'll have more stuff next week for you. And then we have a whole anal episode coming up with a great guest that's going to talk to you about how to enjoy anal a little bit more and um, clean your butthole, what to eat, things like that. And I got to tell you, I got off so hard the other night with the Lucy with the finger pad one. Mm -hmm. We have this toy called the Lucy. It's a bullet and it has two sleeves for it. So it's really three vibrators in one. I love it so much. It's our least expensive product uh, named after the daughter I'll never have. And I usually use the bigger sleeve, Uh which just acts like a almost like a wand style, like a bigger vibrator, more surface area. But the finger pad is so great and it's got like the texture on the top and you put your finger through it. And that's, I really want to use that with a partner too, but I used it on myself. I was like really into it. (laughs) 
after we recorded last week and just talked about masturbation the whole time. I really got in there with it have afterwards. Masturb- so have you masturbating on your couch bed or <laughs> I'm in the bed. You're in the bed. Finally, for Valentine's Day, um, what I want to suggest is our final product. Um, it is the Get Wet Set. So if you want to just do like a naughty night at home, it is our lube, our massage oil, and our blow gel. And uh, you can buy that for your partner, whether you're male, female, whatever. Uh, anybody would really love a night home with this. So um, it's a great set and you get a discount on all three products when you bundle them together. Okay, vibesonly.com. And while we're here, girlsgottaeat.com for all the live show tickets. We have some fun live shows coming up. We're so excited to start our tour. What, in two weeks? I'm so excited. So get those tickets to all the cities. Um, the first few cities are to- totally sold out. If you guys are curious, like Phoenix is sold out, Denver sold out, Salt Lake City. But after that, we have Florida. And then, of course, in the spring, we have our big theater shows at, in Boston, Chicago, D.C. I mean, Philly, you guys know the deal. In between there, we have Sacramento, Milwaukee, I think Minneapolis is sold out. Are you doing it? Oh, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. All I sold out, yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty much. But come see us. We come can't wait. These us. shows are going to be fucking lit. And if you are coming to the shows, um, the upcoming ones, Salt Lake, Denver, and Phoenix, if you want to roast your friends you're coming with, crazy stories about anybody in the audience, a crazy fucking story about yourself, if you're bringing single guys, if you bring your man, anything that you are doing at the show, anybody you're bringing, just send us crazy, funny stories at stories at girlsgottaeat.com. Okay, so I love gift giving at this time of year, but when finding great gifts, things can really start to add up. And that's why this season I am shopping with Quince. Quince is the go-to place for luxury essentials at affordable prices for everyone on my list, including myself. We'd like to thank Quince for supporting our show. Go to quince.com slash GGE to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. So I'm really, really glad I found this company and this site. Everything is so affordable, but looks really luxury. Uh, So as you're perusing it, they have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters. They have washable silk tops and dresses. They have cotton sweaters and all kinds of comfy stuff, like just cozy pants that you can wear. I love the colors. I love the styles, but the prices are really the reason to shop here on top of obviously the selection. Prices are 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So it's unbelievable. It partners directly with top factories to cut out the cost of the middleman and it just passes the savings directly on to you from Quince. And I just love what they're doing. I love the styles. There's so much variety and it is such a one-stop shop, whether you're shopping for kids, your significant other, your parents, anybody will really love this. You can get affordable luxury for everyone on your list with Quince. Go to quince.com slash GGE to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash GGE for free shipping and 365 day returns. Okay. We want to thank HelloFresh for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GGE free and use the code GGE free for a free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. So whether your goal is to save money, eat better, stress less around mealtime, or maybe you want to learn how to cook, HelloFresh is fantastic for that. There is so much variety. I love their lunches and dinners. I love their easy cleanup. They call them quick and easy meals. They have 15-minute recipes. Everything's broken out into really simple steps to follow. So they send all these pre-portioned ingredients. There's so much variety on the site. So I'm just like looking at what they have right now. Cheesy pork and fried pickle burgers. Ashley and I are obsessed with the burgers. Sizzling garlic herb butter steak. Oh my gosh. Crunchy curried chickpea bowls. So when I go through this, I think like there's so much stuff that's great for vegetarians or stuff that's great for kids. I love it for a girl's night or a date night. 
whatever you're kind of looking for at your meal time, I really recommend HelloFresh and they just make it so simple. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GGE free and use the code GGE free for a free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash GGE free with code GGE free. Okay. Um, I'm really excited for this topic today. Uh, oh. And it's it's a heavier, deeper topic, but I like really enjoyed mining information about this because we haven't done a topic about self-sabotage and sabotaging relationships. I think we peppered it in, but not like a whole episode. That's what we're doing now. Um, but we posted some stuff on Instagram about um, how you've self-sabotaged, why you self-sabotage. And I feel like in reading our listeners' responses, I had so much empathy and I really felt like I understood why people do stuff a little bit more. And I I was able to evaluate my own behavior and be like, oh, I've done a lot of this. We've all done it. And again, this was one of those times where it really tugged at my heartstrings that you guys share so much with us and really feel comfortable telling us these private things about yourself, your insecurities and, you know, breakups and things like that. So again, I feel like this brought me back to when we felt like this about the cheating episode where people just really were vulnerable with us and shared why they do these things. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it boils down to insecurity, self-esteem and trauma and fears and different things like that. So as always, thank you guys for sharing with us. Yeah. I just, I was really so moved by it. And how many people think that they're like undeserving of a solid, healthy relationship or love and trauma that comes from your parents? And so I really enjoyed learning how to change these behaviors also because mm-hmm. you and I did so much like research and I really enjoyed learning about it. And I, I looked at some of my own behaviors. And I was like, oh, bet you do that. <laughs> I just think we all have done things like this for various reasons. We're all a product of our upbringing and past relationships, whether it was your childhood, growing up with your parents or without your parents or your romantic relationships or even friendships, you're just all shaped by this. And I don't think that anyone can say they've never sabotaged a relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what we're talking about today. I mean, of course, you can sabotage your career or your friendships or whatever it is, but we're kind of talking about romantic relationships. So I wanted to share our personal experiences. I have a few, but if you have anything that comes to mind. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I have a lot. And as I was reading this, I was like, I've done different things. You know, some of these things I realized come from how I was raised. A lot of things come from your parents. Other things is just an an inability to communicate. A lot of people Mm -hmm. express to us, like, I didn't know how to leave my partner. So I created all these situations to leave me, essentially. I saw myself in that a lot, um, where probably in my last relationship, I I just didn't know how to say, like, I don't think this is right for us. I didn't know how to tell a person that, like, it's just a kind, nice person that, like, I'm just, I, I don't see this for the long haul. So I just nitpicked constantly. Mm-hmm. And, like, I made huge fights about things that just, like, weren't, it wasn't conscious. I didn't say to myself, like, pick a fight about the chili oil. But I just fucking did it. And like, it felt good because I was mad at you for one thing. And I could just like point to this other thing you did and cause a huge fight about that. And I made myself like a bad version of myself. And I don't even think I did it consciously, but I was just like nitpicking constantly and picking fights until he was like, I'm not living like this, Mm -hmm. you know? So I, I recognized that in myself. And then the other thing I recognized was a lot of people said I didn't feel worthy of being loved. I sort of feel like, and I grew up feeling I wasn't worthy of being liked. So I knew, I've I've always said this about my mom, and I said in the episode I did about her, I knew that she loved me. I knew she cared about me. I know that I'm a nice person. I know that I'm kind. I know that I deserve love. But I didn't think that I was likable because she just never seemed like she liked me. Mm -hmm. She really liked my brother. Mm -hmm. And so it created this like 
deep fear in myself that like no one likes me. Mm -hmm. And I remember being in like social situations, especially in college, because you're finally independent out in the world. And I would use all these like little pieces of evidence to like qualify that that was true. And so much of this is these lies you tell yourself about what you're like. And then you use these tiny little things as evidence to qualify that you're right about those bad things about yourself instead of using positive things to say, I'm not like that. Mm -hmm. So I would do that a lot in college, I think with friendships more than romantic relationships, but I didn't think I was likable. And we have this podcast and I think I'm likable and people uh, like us. You think? <laughs> you think? <laughs> but I have my whole life always been like, do people like me? I know people mm -hmm. love me and care about me, but do they like me? It's really important to me that people think I'm like fun and witty and funny. Yes, this podcast like serves as evidence of that, but that's been a fear of mine for a long time. Mm -hmm. The last thing yeah. that I saw that came up a lot, and then I'm <laughs> for me, was that somebody said that you use um, long-distance relationships as a way to sabotage your own ability to have somebody in your life, like, day-to-day. -day. Mm -hmm. And I don't go to therapy, but a therapist would probably touch on the fact that most of my relationships have been long-distance and use that as evidence for me maybe self-preserving a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's tough because, like, what we do for a living and we meet people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Being in New York is kind of tough. But, yeah, there's certainly something to choosing relationships you know won't work out. Like, yes. actively making those decisions. Oh, I do that, too. Yeah. yeah. I do all the things you guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the main reason why I would sabotage a relationship is because I have to be in control. So, the reason why so many people do is because they want it to end on their terms. They want to be able to say, I did this. I caused this and have it on themselves as opposed to you got rejected, you got dumped, of someone didn't like you, someone didn't love you. And I hate that thought of like losing control. I like things to be on my terms, but I'm clearly working on that. I mean, you need to be vulnerable. You need to put yourself in situations where someone could hurt you. And hopefully you find someone that doesn't hurt you and that you have a secure relationship with. But I mean, sometimes it's just being immature and bratty and not wanting to have the conversation. You know, like I really said this early on when we first started the podcast, I was hooking up with this guy. He was so nice. He was a lot younger. The sex was great, but I just didn't see a future. And I, that was a guy that held his fork like with his <laughs> fist. But I don't know. I just remember one night we went out and we went to Tope's birthday, uh, my good friend Tope, and everybody liked him there. He was just like, I don't know. It's like I got kind of drunk before. I got day drunk and then I was late. He was coming to pick me up. I just was acting like an asshole. Mm -hmm. And then we go to this party and everybody liked him. And I was just like, I just had the ick. I don't know. I just knew in a weird way deep down, I was just going to blow it up that night. You know, uh -huh. like it was, I don't know if it was subconscious or like mid midway conscious. Like I kind of knew, but like you just said, you don't go into it being like, I'm going to get wasted and be an asshole. But like, you kind of know that's what's on the horizon. <laughs> that's and, what's on the menu. <laughs> yeah. And so I just got really drunk. And I remember like kind of like picking a weird fight with him at, out of nowhere. It was just so lame, you know? And I remember the next day we were on Rob's roof and <laughs> I sent him a text to apologize. Like I felt bad and he was really so nice and cool and like it happens. And he was 10 years younger than me. Like he gets it. He's around drunk girls all the time. And you probably mm -hmm. just didn't expect to be around a drunk older lady. But, but it just, I knew why I was doing it. It was just knowing it was over and just blowing it up. And the other instance I think of in a more serious relationship was this weekend I had with my ex where uh, I he, we were going to a wedding and in my head, I had it like all these expectations of this perfect weekend. We were staying in a really fancy hotel. I'd pay for the hotel. It was still like in the city that we were, we were, we lived in, but I wanted to like do a nice thing and um, have us be in this like fancy hotel and have sex and do all the things. And 
I felt like I wanted to not test him, but like treat him like an adult in the relationship and be like, come pick me up and we'll go to the hotel. And he just like ran an errand before. I, I didn't think I had to be like, come pick me up at one. You know what I mean? Like I just was like, he gets it. He knows what time the wedding is. He's, He's an adult. An adult. Yeah, I sure. should be able to trust him to be an adult. I'm trying to work on that because I felt like sometimes I didn't do that. And so sure enough, he just had to go like run this errand and he did not have time to pick me up. And I had to Uber to the hotel. Like every the day to me was like, I I trusted you and you didn't come through for me again. Mm-hmm. You you made this weird decision to go all the way uptown before you should have picked me up. Now I have to call an Uber and meet you at the hotel. Now we're rushed. And it made me enraged. It made me see red and I couldn't get past it. We fought the whole time. We we were not okay. We did like break up. We broke up all the time and got back together. But like it was ruined the wedding. I mean, we were able to kind of have fun, but like we were fighting and like we're screaming at each other. And so this hotel room was just like a disaster. This is when I got into that robe and he was mm-hmm. like, you're getting something more comfortable to fight with me. <laughs> and, you know, looking back, I'm like so many girls would just be like, so what? People are late. But it's like, it was so much deeper than that because it, what it said to me was like, I, I, like my fears were validated that I like couldn't trust this person to mm-hmm. come through for me and show up for me. And like a lot of that is readjusting my expectations. Of like no, things are going to go wrong. You know, a big occasion, like, you know, you put a lot of expectations on it. Things don't go perfectly. And I try, I'm trying always constantly working on that. Like shit happens, you know, when uh-huh. you put a bunch of expectations on a special event, you might get disappointed. So I get it. I am a rational person, but that like to me, I had to ask myself later, like, why did I quote unquote sabotage that weekend? It was like, because of the deeper meaning of knowing that this person like wasn't really right for me. And I couldn't just trust him to be the kind of partner that just can pick me up on time for a Mm -hmm. wedding, you know? Of course. I mean, there were so many different ways that this like broke down into, and we'll talk about some different buckets. I mean, there were some people that said, you know, I don't feel like I deserve love and that comes from trauma. And we'll talk about that. Then there's some people, a lot, a lot, a lot of people said, I didn't know how to end this relationship, or I knew that there was an expiration date, or I knew that I found this really nice person. I couldn't even figure out why I didn't want to be with them. And so I just did all these things to ruin it. And that came up so much. And these really risky behaviors, the the level of screaming, I think is just like, maybe you would have like stopped if you like respected this person or if it's, this wasn't more evidence that like you probably shouldn't have been with them. But so many risky behaviors, a lot of cheating stuff, a lot of people like right up to the edge of cheating, flirting, texting an ex, doing stuff right in front of somebody that you know they're probably going to see. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this is just used to end a relationship you know you shouldn't be in, but like maybe there's no reason for it or maybe you can't tell the person the reason. Yeah. Like what the reasons that you're saying that like this person wasn't an adult and he couldn't just like deal with plans the right way and show up for you the right way. And you're like, I created this situation because he like validated all those things. That had like happened before. You know what I mean? It's like I took a chance with like some loose instructions and, you know, it's just like, well, if I was late, you wouldn't go ballistic on me. <laughs> yeah, you know? I'm, I'm late. We're all late. <laughs> You're all, you stay being late. <laughs> you do. The, the cheating and risky behaviors things right up to cheating was really interesting to me. And people saying that like, I didn't know how to end it. So I didn't, I've, I've seen a friend do this for a lot. Like she would just, she would push it right up to the edge with her ex. Cause I think she didn't know how to end this relationship. And she was like, this is a good person who ends a relationship like this. And she was flirting with other people, doing things that you would not want your partner to see you do, not sleeping with anybody, but all the things. And I started thinking, I did that with my ex-fiance. I just, I knew the relationship wasn't right, but I never would have ended it. And I never would have left because he was a nice person. He loved me, he supported me. Like your ex, nice person. Those people are hard to leave. 
<laughs> Ashley made a face. <laughs> I know, nice person. But when I say I was screaming in the hotel room, he was screaming louder. <laughs> um, when I was engaged, I would have never ended the relationship. But a couple of weeks before he left me, I like went out with an ex of mine and like had drinks. And I remember sitting there being like, what am I doing? What is the point of this? Yes, we've all been that moment. We're like, what am I doing? Right. Like, like I know what I'm doing is bad. Yeah. And I was pretty sure 99% he'd never find out. He wasn't going to go through my phone. Like, I just was like, I know this is a not nice thing to do. So I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And like, it, I was just sitting there. My I was wearing my engagement ring. Mm-hmm. My ex was like, are you going to marry this dude? And I was like, yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Um, so I think that we do some self-sabotaging shit just so that we don't have to have the conversation. Having those conversations is fucking hard. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think that so much of it is self-preservation and protecting yourself from getting hurt. I pulled this article from Psychology Today that I just wanted to, to read. They did a study. They said participants gave five types of reasons as to why they sabotaged their romantic relationships. Number one is fear, fear of getting hurt, having a broken heart, rejection, abandonment, also fear of commitment, betrayal, intimacy, failure, and loneliness. Number two, poor self-esteem and negative self-concept, feelings of inferiority. Three, trust difficulties. Sometimes these are caused by past betrayal. Four, high expectations. So I feel like this falls into me too, where mm-hmm. it's associated with perfectionist tendencies and having destined beliefs. You know, like this is comes down to assessing your expectations in a relationship. We talk about this all the time. Are they realistic? And five, inadequate relationship skills due to maturity and experience, et cetera. Those cover all of those are pretty much all the reasons. And it, it says the, the last paragraph of this article, and we can link it for you guys. It says people sabotage their romantic relationships mainly to protect themselves. Nevertheless, the above research shows self-protective strategies often result in self-sabotage when driven by the desire to validate negative beliefs about oneself, not being worthy of love, expecting rejection and abandonment. And it's so much of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like if you tell yourself it won't work out, that they won't love you, that you're going to get dumped, that you're going to be abandoned, that you're not good enough, that they're going to cheat or whatever it is, like it will happen. You I will mean, not still, all the time, but it is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like you will manifest that when you, will you still have lose it. the relationship. Right, right. right. So, but the, then again, if your point was, at least it was on my terms, I get it. And I want to validate that like obsession with control. And like at the end of the day, you get to tell yourself, well, I did this. Mm-hmm. I didn't get rejected. It was the number one response we got from our listeners. Mm -hmm. It came up over and over and over again in every article that I read. I want it to be on my terms. It's better to leave somebody than be left. I would rather reject somebody before they reject me. But all you're sort of doing, I mean, I guess, yeah, maybe you dodge a bullet, but you are also running from things that can make you really happy in the end. And I wrote down this paragraph too. Um, So you were talking about like the reasons people do it. And this was a good summation of like how they do it. So sometimes people do things that undermine long-term romantic relationships, like engaging in behaviors that ultimately do a breakup, often born out of fear of loss. Romantic self-sabotage can involve blaming, picking fights, giving the silent treatment, controlling or monitoring a partner's behavior, constantly seeking reassurance, clinginess, having impossibly high standards, and leaving relationships before they have a chance to develop. Okay. But I also want to circle back to you may be doing this because it's a bad person that makes you feel bad. You know? Like, I think that if you feel the need to put walls up when you meet somebody, you should recognize that and feel that. Like, if you want to visualize this, if you are thinking of somebody that you might be dating or in a relationship with or whatever, and your inclination is not to invite them in, but to guard your heart, like, let's talk about that. Because I think sometimes, again, it can always be the other person. This might not be your shit. This could be their shit. So, you know, I just made these notes myself. I just think the number one thing you have to do is 
recognize this and document it and analyze the shit out about yourself. I think some of this stuff can really run deep and be subconscious and needs therapy to really pull it out and understand it. But I think a lot of it too can just be pretty recognizable and easy to pinpoint and understand. Like, I feel like the proof of that is in our listeners that answered this. They're like, here's what I did and here's why I did it. I know why. I know what I'm doing when I'm doing it. And I can tell you why. Again, not always. It can be very deep and in need of therapy. But I just think this comes down to you understanding it so you can not try to do it again and knowing that if it is just the other person that is bringing out the insecurity in you. So I want to talk about that. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I think it is about like, it's so smart that you said like, analyze this other person. Before you analyze your behavior, is this person doing something to make me First behave step. like this? Yeah. Right. And one thing that came up over and over again was like, I, I'm testing my partner. I'm constantly testing them. And I'm, I'm seeing, like I'm being clingy to see how they're going to deal with it. And I'm being self-deprecating to see how they're going to deal with it. And I'm just, I'm testing the boundaries in a way mm-hmm. because like, this person makes me want to test the boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like I was living with somebody, my first boyfriend in New York, he just cheated on me all the time. I knew it. I couldn't prove it, but I was just, I was doing things constantly to test his love for me. And mm-hmm. did he like care about me? Was he going to show up for me? Was he going to like make plans and stick to them? If I showed up at his work, was he going to be there? Like I just was constantly testing this person love me. And that is not a pattern of mine. That is right. just that person. Like, yeah. if I look at it, yeah, I'm just yeah, yeah. like, that person bred insecurity in me. Mm-hmm. No one ever has since. And so much of this is about recognizing your own attachment styles. Yeah, and, and being, that of the person that you're interested in or in a relationship with. Yeah. Um, so if you are traditionally securely attached, and we've talked about this, and they talk about it in the book also, a person who is normally securely attached can become wildly anxiously attached with the right partner or the wrong partner. <laughs> partner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You rattle off a bunch of things earlier that are like negative in a relationship. And I saw this too. I was watching this um, TEDx talk and this comes from another psychologist and researcher, John Gottman, but I always love to bring these up. You've heard of these, but the four horsemen of the apocalypse of in a relationship, which are the primary behaviors that can lead to the end of a relationship, criticism, defensiveness, contempt, and stonewalling. So it said when they they did this study, people answered in similar ways. They exhibited one or more of those. And those are just always good to keep in mind. We've heard a lot of the experts we've had on the show just say contempt. When you just, you can feel it when a couple is like having that with each other. And then of course the stonewalling and criticism and defensiveness. And so it it just says people mainly obviously sabotage relationships to to protect themselves. And the way out of this is to find safety with someone you love, but also like working on yourself because so much of it is self-esteem and insecurity. The TED Talk was saying that overall self-saboteurs hold insecure views of themselves, others in relationships, whether it's from their past or whatever it is. So it's like, those are things that we talk about on the podcast of dealing with your past trauma, living a life that you're proud of and that you like, and you're not placing all your value in your romantic relationship and all the things that we've kind of been, you know, preaching all these years. Stonewalling is really interesting. It jogged my memory because a lot of people said, like, I I changed my communication style. Mm -hmm. I just ignore them because I want to. For no reason, I'm not responding to texts. I make making plans with me impossible. I don't call them back when I say that I'm going to. All those things that do breed contempt. And it's hard to, like, name it because it's hard to see your partner. Like, you didn't text me as much today as usually. But we always say you always know when, like, Mm -hmm. your partner's communication style changes drastically. And I've done that. And then I've gaslit somebody when they've tried to pinpoint it. 
mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. I, for better or worse, like my last partner like forced me to have these conversations with so much therapy because I'd be like, nothing's going on. He'd be like, I know you and something is going yeah. on. But no, we don't all have partners like that. So, yeah. you know, sometimes you do things and then you gaslight the other person to thinking that they're crazy. And again, I didn't even mean to do it. You just do it sometimes by accident. Yeah. But when you boil it down to the root of it, that's that's the wrong partner. You're just struggling to tell somebody, like, I don't want to be with you. Or just it's that time in your relationship. I think, you know, I can't speak on having a long-term marriage, you know, and people go through rough patches. And, of course, I think sometimes you're going to have, some, like, a little bit of contempt for someone that you've been married to forever. But as sure. long as it doesn't last forever, obviously. But I was thinking, too, that, a reason you also might start fights or instigate something is because you grew up in that type of environment where fighting and chaos and people can, being combative and screaming and yelling was normal. So you can almost be in a place where it feels, A, normal, but comfortable for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And I found myself in a relationship like that where I was like, this is crazy. Like, crazy. Like, I don't scream at people. (laughs) Like, what am I doing? Like, this is embarrassing and it feels unnatural because I didn't grow up like that. And I never had a relationship like that until I had that relationship. So it was so out of the ordinary for me. And once I realized the kind of environment this person grew up in, it was so ordinary for him, Mm -hmm. fighting and screaming and drama. So it's almost like people feel way more comfortable starting fights, picking fights when they grew up in a, a environment that wears a bunch of fighting. It's true. Um, Some people have also just never had like a really positive, kind, easy relationship. They don't even know what that looks like. Yeah. So when you see it, you're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. This guy gives me the ick. Yeah. (laughs) It's boring. (laughs) Ew. Yeah. Um, Something that comes up a lot and is definitely bred from from trauma, and you should talk to a therapist, of course, um, is this feeling that like everybody leaves me. And yep. feeling like I've been a victim in my life of either a parent leaving me or all my past partners leaving me. And so you bring the past into the present because the past always has an effect on the present and really not being able to let that go. And you and I can't speak to that as experts and people should certainly turn to um, therapists. But a lot of this comes from your your parents and their trauma and feeling like, you know, a parent left me mm-hmm. and I wasn't good enough, which is never the case. And whoever you were, the parent would have left. This has nothing to do with you. Your parent was born and bred exactly who they were long before you came along. But a partner, you know, I am proud that when I look back at like my most traumatic experience was my fiance leaving me the day after my engagement party. I don't bring that into the future relationships. I don't say to myself, just because this last person did this, it will ever happen again. Mm -hmm. And it took me a lot of work and trust issues, of course, to say that to myself. But it's just true. Just because one person does something really shitty and fucked up does not mean the next person is going to do it. And it was hard for me to like, come to a place where I trusted the next person because I was like, how am I ever going to get engaged again? Is the next person going to leave me right before my engagement party? I think he was young. I think he had a lot of trauma. I think he had a lot of emotional issues. I understand a lot of reasons why he did that. That doesn't mean anybody's ever going to do that to me again. And also, just because maybe all of your last relationships didn't work out, that's just being human. That's why we date. That's right. why we date around. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, like some people marry their high school sweetheart. Very few people. Other people date a fuck ton and then find somebody or don't. You know, like that's what we are, what, what we're out here doing uh-huh. is dating, trying to find the person or whatever, maybe not, whatever you're into. A bunch of people. Totally. Yeah. And just because somebody cheated on you in the past doesn't mean the next person's going to cheat on you. The sins of the past person aren't necessarily the responsibilities of the next, you know, and that's, that's like you and I talking about, you know, who you are is not your fault, but it is your responsibility. Like my trust issues weren't my fault. That person leaving me like in that terrible ways on my fault, but it was my responsibility to have some self-talk and not, 
assume the next person is going to be just as terrible and put that on them. Mm -hmm. You know? Absolutely. I think that happens a lot, though, these, like, scars from past relationships. Absolutely. I really think so much of this is obviously based in self-reflection, however you want to recognize your patterns and your reasons for doing things. I think journaling is great. Therapy is great. But I did write down three things that are not hot takes. They're simple things. But I, and I may as well reference this TED Talk while I'm here. But this was Raquel Peel. This is a TEDx talk. Why do we sabotage love? And she had a pretty traumatic upbringing story as well. And she talked about it, but I just made note of the three tips. She says the first one is take a really good look at yourself and your behaviors, knowing, are you someone who needs a lot of reassurance? Do you get nervous when people get too close to you? Some people just, they think they're so undeserving of being loved or even being liked that like, it's a red flag when people like them. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, why? What's wrong with you? Well, we've talked about that with people with extreme avoidant attachment styles that like- Yes. um, And and narcissists also that like, they seem like they're confident, but they're deeply insecure. And then when you love them, they like look down on you. Right. (laughs) You're like, ew, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Tip two, just think about what you expect from your partner. We already said that. Are your expectations realistic? And three, figure out how do you collaborate together and feel like a team. And I saw this in a lot of things that I read prepping for this episode, just that team is so, like, are we on the same team? I think that you and I get asked all the time about our relationship. And I know it's not romantic, but even recording the other day with Heather McDonald and like, how do we make this work? And it does feel like we're on the same team with the same goals. And again, it's not a hot take, but I feel like I've been in relationships and I'm sure you two and anybody listening to this, where you, you're not on the same team, you're like opposing teams. Yeah, I'm on this team and someone's got to win. We're not in this together. And again, I like to like be a dork and visualize stuff sometimes. It's like, you know, the whole like guarding your heart, putting walls up, all that stuff. But I think of this too. I'm like, picture a football game. Like, are you guys on the same team? Are you the quarterback and he's like on the O-line protecting you? Or are you playing against each other in the fucking Super Bowl to win it all? You know, like, (laughs) are you in this together in Uh a collaborative relationship? Uh Uh-huh. Or are you battling each other, you know? You can feel that with couples. Like yeah. sometimes like, yes. Sometimes you're just like, this feels ick. Why right. are like, you like throwing jabs at each other in front of me? Yes. Just like chucking grenades? Stop. Right. Because the point is that you are in a partnership where you're lifting each other up, not trying to make yourself look better in comparison to the other person. Right. Also, if my partner looks bad, I look bad. (laughs) I'm always trying to be on the same team, you know? I wonder if you saw this come up a lot because I read so many articles. We just prepped a lot for this episode. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. But I saw this this thing come up over and over again, this phrase, and I was like, what does that mean? I wrote a lot of stuff down, but develop self-awareness, which echoes like, but that phrase, develop self-awareness, I saw over and over and over again. I was like, what does that mean? But it is like you said, just realizing like, what do I need? What am I, what kind of my own trauma am I bringing from this relationship? What is this person exacerbating in my personality? Journaling regularly to avoid making rash decisions. So it always helps me to just write something down. And I've talked about this a lot, but I I realize how silly a feeling is sometimes Mm -hmm. as I'm writing it out or how important it is one way or the other, but it helps me to journal um, and try to share where the behavior came from. Make lists of facts. So instead of constantly using all these bad things as evidence to qualify all these bad things about yourself, make lists of things that are good about yourself. And we've talked about this before for like, just because you think a thing that's terrible about yourself doesn't make it true. We tell ourselves lies all the time about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then we cherry pick all these things that are happening around us to be like, oh yeah, well, I am terrible. And it's just like, you should surround yourself with scenarios and people that make you feel better about yourself and make lists of why you are great. Mm -hmm. It sounds silly, but Ashley and I love a list. And know your strengths and embrace them um, and just find ways to love and accept yourself. 
And if you do find ways to love and accept yourself, I do think that you will be, and that's easier said than done, of course. And a lot of people go to therapy their whole lives to try to like themselves, love themselves, but you will be less afraid of things happening to you and being alone if you like yourself. So mm-hmm. when I'm in a relationship now, I'm just not, I'm not that afraid it's going to end that much. I don't have to test people's boundaries that much anymore. I don't have to test their love for me because if it ends, I'll be okay. Yeah. Because I'm proud of my life and I like myself. Absolutely. That should be the end goal. I mean, it doesn't, it does it still is going to hurt. You know, you yeah. still get upset. You can still have a broken heart. But I think a great episode would be How to Be Alone with Lane Moore that we had like last year around this time. Mm-hmm. That's just a great episode and her books are great. And you guys should follow Lane Moore. But in terms of that, I think it's just a great resource. <laughs> and also, this just jogged my memory <laughs> when you said list. I saw this video. It was Jay Shetty and Matthew Hussey. Um, who Matthew Hussey has been on our show twice. We're recording with Jay coming up. We keep teasing this, but it's coming next week. Next week. (laughs) And Jay asked Matthew Hussey, what's the best piece of relationship advice you could give or that you've ever gotten? Or what is it? What's your top piece of relationship advice? Matthew Hussey said, make a list of what you want in a partner and then become that person. And I was like, how do I become a 6'5 dude with a big dick and a motorcycle and two (laughs) tattoo sleeves? Because I've made my list and it has tattoos, motorcycle, <laughs> lots of money. I got the money. Um, no, I was just. You're almost 6'5. You're closer to it than I am. <laughs> I do appreciate this sentiment. Like, and th- it goes back to the expectations, you know? Why don't we just go through some of our listener submissions just to see if there's anything we didn't talk about. I feel like we covered most of like the big picture, but we asked ways you sabotaged a relationship. So I'm just seeing if anything that nitpick at everything. Of course, you had said that earlier. Uh, and then the stuff with the ex, you said that came up a lot or like a, or someone else just it came up towing, a, the, towing the line. It came up a ton. I, I would like flirt in front of him with other people or I would like send messages. You know what came up a lot if we did not talk about um, was I went through their phone. I went through their phone as a way to make myself look less trustworthy and also to just mine stuff I'm not going to like. You know, mm. like, you, it would be hard to go through anybody's phone and find nothing. We always say that. You're going to find something you don't like. Nothing. Some of these are, I thank you guys for admitting this stuff. I mean, just being impossibly stubborn, withheld sex, took them for granted, never said thank you. If you find yourself doing that on purpose, like, something is going on in this relationship. I don't want to say that it's doomed because I don't know what's going on in your relationship. And again, long-term relationships, marriages, they ebb and flow. But when you find yourself doing this, you got to figure out, why? Well, we Drank talked, about, much, we talked about the love languages um, in the love languages episode. I did this because I felt like he never said anything nice to me mm-hmm. and he was never like really like a big cheerleader for me. So I withheld kindness from him. Right. He had like big successes. Which, what are we talking about? Different teams. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're not on the same team anymore. Blue his cousin. Cousins came up a lot. <laughs> a lot. One was blue his favorite cousin was one of them. <laughs> I love it because it's like brothers too far. <laughs> Like, brother's too mean. You're going cousin. And then you're like, who's his favorite cousin? Yeah, favorite cousin. Um, Ask questions I knew I didn't want the answer to. Sometimes there's things like, how many people have you slept with? Tell me all You know you're doing it. Yeah. I don't want the answer to that. And if I'm really trying to fuck with you, I'll I'll ask that question. Mm -hmm. You know? Dyed my hair pink so that him and his family would hate it. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Asked if they were mad at me a hundred times until they actually were. (laughs) (laughs) Some of this is like... I mean, it's all toxic, but it's, like, funny. You, like, know you're being, like, annoying or Uh stubborn. 
That's so funny. Um, this came up choosing older, emotionally avoidant men or fling so I didn't risk becoming serious in the first place. Also, that's similar to choosing long distance relationships. That does feel a little different to me. That's just sort of like not being ready to be loved rather than like self-sabotage. I mean, it's all bad, but that's a good call too. I mean, this some of this could just be, and we can get into the reasons, just you're not ready. Mm-hmm. You know you don't want a long-term relationship, so you're picking partners that you're not going to have that with or mm-hmm. people that are just so whack for whatever reason. <laughs> so whack. Um, one thing that really surprised me, I didn't think of, made huge life decisions without discussing them first. So one person said I volunteered for deployment, um, took a job in another city. A couple people said that. Like, you're doing things, and then you're like, what's the problem? Yeah. I just was taking a job. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know why people do that, but, you know, when you're not involving, it's like, goes back to being a team. When you're not involving them in the process. You're not on the same There's probably a reason. Yeah. So some of the reasons, again, you guys really opened up to us with this uh, fear of abandonment. I shut down before I get hurt, force them to break up with me so I don't have to. That's interesting because it's like that's kind of conversely, but you can still say I did this, you know, because that's kind of conversely like I want to be the one to end this, but you can always look back on and say, but I did this so they would break up with me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all fucked up. You all, because you hold the power. You don't have to do the bad guy. You don't have to have the conversation. It's just like, I'm going to let you break up with me. Yeah. Happier being alone. So I ended at a certain time period. I can't let someone get too close. That does, if you feel like you can't let someone get too close, that really is probably pretty deep and just deserves going to therapy to figure out why. Mm -hmm. Because it makes me really sad. Like someone that says that, like I could cry if that's the way you are in all relationships. If you if you are just like I've been burned too many times by dudes, so I don't let them get too close. That's one mm-hmm. thing. But if you really feel like you can't let people in, you know that's probably comes from some trauma. I think it comes from a lot of trauma. And listen, loving somebody, being in a relationship to really love somebody, you have to vacate control, right? So much of this is about needing to be in control. When you really love anything, you're not fully in control. When you love your pet, you're not fully in control. Your pet's going to die someday, but you let yourself do that, you know? So it's hard because you can't control the actions of another person. But look at all the great stuff that you get when you finally do drop those walls and drop that control. And I guess you could spend your whole life protecting yourself from hurt and being left, being broken up with, being cheated on. But I don't know, what do you have in the end? Like, I look at all these quote unquote bad things that have happened to me in relationships and breakups, but like the worst breakup I ever went through, everything good came from it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you might be afraid to be hurt and protect yourself, but like, what do you really gain from it except for being alone and not feeling anything? Yeah. Everybody's been dumped. Everybody's been rejected. Not everybody's had their heart broken, but it will happen if you let your walls down. But Eventually, the goal is that you will find someone that feels like home and makes you feel secure and none of this will matter. Mm-hmm. So, but to, to achieve that, you have to be vulnerable and open yourself up. Mm-hmm. As corny as hell. It's that corny, sounds, like, but it is true. Every time I've done it, even if the end result was that it ended, which I'm not in a relationship. So if that was the end result of all my relationships, I don't regret any of them. Mm-hmm. I'm ex- I'm happy for anything that made me happy for a time period. Mm-hmm. Even if it in the end caused me pain, I grew from it. I learned from it. I had great sex. I like went cool places. I met cool people. I made friends through those people. And I am who I am because of like knowing those people, dating those people. So I feel happy to have those experiences, even if they ended poorly. Yeah. And I think that most people go through at least one tragic heartbreak, rip your heart out, crying on the floor, you know, like can't get up, like feel like you're going to die. And so once that happens, once you're kind of just like, got that over with. I know it can happen more than once, but 
I always hear a guy friend of mine say that. He went through a terrible breakup and he was like, ever since then, I just felt like it can never be that bad again. You know, I went through a terrible breakup. You went through a terrible breakup. Like, I just have this thing. I'm like, I just don't think it's going to be that bad again. I think I like got through it Mm -hmm. and found the light on the other side. So if you're avoiding that, just let it happen. You got to get fucked up. You Everybody's (laughs) got to get real fucked up at least once. So if you're like avoiding it, you're like, I don't, I've seen my friends through this. I don't want to go through that. Do I don't it. want to be crying on the floor. Just do it. <laughs> Ray and I would not have this podcast. We would not have this career. We would not have this career without Get my bad breakup and someone I was super in love with and yours. Like, it's just... You got to do it. Also, it's never as bad as you think it's going to be. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, because when, when you come out of it in the oh, end, the it's end. fine. Right. Yes. Yeah. You will in the survive. moment, oh yeah, it's bad. Sorry, in the moment, yeah. Yeah, in the moment, it's pretty bad. It's worse than you ever um, thought. <laughs> <laughs> you stop eating, you cry a lot. Yeah, yeah it's actually, it's worse than you think it's going to be. Um, but <laughs> Emily Fedner, who was on our show last year, she is like this perfect example of somebody who used to say to me like constantly, if my ex and I, like my current, he's our ex now. If him and I ever break up, if he ever leaves me, I will be in a mental institution. Like she used to tell me that constantly. Like I will not survive it. I will never get past it. Like nobody was more assured that they would never get over it. And I have never seen anybody get out of a relationship and just thrive more. She's fine. She was not fine for a while and she handled it like everybody else in the world. So even if you think it's going to be the worst thing in the world, which it was for me too, I didn't die. I'm still here Mm -hmm. killing it. Thriving. He's not. I'd like to. Th- <laughs> All right. Are we done with this episode? No. Do we have anything else? <laughs> no, I'm like, I just, I can't thank you guys enough. This really yeah. was just really eye-opening and vulnerable. And you guys just submit so much to us, like Ashley said. And it's an honor to just be able to see into your lives. And yeah, I, I learned a lot from this episode. And I, we appreciate your submissions. Yes. And you guys are on the right track if you recognize this stuff in the first place. And you're aware of it and what you're doing and why. And so you're on the right track to fixing it. You'll probably slip up. I'm probably going to do some dumb shit like this still. Yeah. You're never really out of it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I don't know. Who knows? Who's to say? But no, it's just, it's really, you're, you're in the right place. You know, if you can sit here and say, I've never done that. I don't, I can't relate to that. Then you're far behind the people that realize what they're doing and why they're doing it. You're probably doing it. You're just not (laughs) self-aware. Uh, well, thanks, guys. Yes, thank you, guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And you can find us at girlsgottoeat.com. Get tickets to the shows and the, all the episodes are on there, all of our partners. And Girls Got to Eat podcast on Instagram. I am Ash Hess. Raina is Raina.Greenberg. Vibesonly.com. Get ready for that butt plug. Get excited. <laughs> get your grundle ready. Uh, get your butthole ready. Get the grundle bundle. And Vibes Only on Instagram as well. Girls underscore got to eat on Twitter and YouTube. Subscribe share, review the podcast, leave a rating. Whatever you you guys feel in your heart, just do one thing. Yes. And we'll see you next week. (laughs) Have a great week, guys.